Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Justin, how are you doing today, my man? Couldn't be better, man. College football is back. It's here. The wait is over. We had an awesome game last night with UCF, Boise State. Had UCF minus three, and I bought that down. They were favored six and a half, and I was a little bit worried about it, so I bought it down, and it ended up paying off big time because they only won by five, I think. But what a crazy game, man. Boise State blows a 21-point lead. Just saw a terrible interception late in the fourth quarter. It was everything, chaos, but uh, we got to love it. It's college football. It doesn't get any better than this, right? That was outstanding. For a second, I thought Ohio State might be in trouble. I know, especially in that second quarter. They're getting yeah. the run game going. Unfortunate that Ibrahim went down because I really Dude, felt like that, you know, kind of took the, you know, gusto out of them after that. You could just see it. You could feel the air go out of the building, but strong showing for Minnesota after a down year. Yeah, that was crazy. So it really felt like it was back. And uh, my initial leaning was uh, Boise plus four and at half. And that uh, that hit. And Eastern Washington beat UNLV, though our two consensus picks of the night for Ryan and I did not work out. We've really been hammering those first half big favorites. Um, did not happen for the, the second quarters. Devastating for both those teams. But now... We have a truly full slate on our hands, and um, I'm hyped, man. I'm like legitimately hyped. This is a uh, this is going to be phenomenal. So we'll keep the format classic with our big threes to start off. We should mention the rest of the company's golfing. So we decided <laughs> to just take a day, talk college football on a pod only. Um, so you'll have to find this one, subscribe to the feed, leave us a review, all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, then in the second half, we'll get into all the local games, all these juicy matchups on the slate. And Justin, I want to start with you with your big three, honestly, and this is what I love about college football is when you have your friends who, uh, are big college football fans or follow it intensely like you do you can almost look at a slate and know where they're leaning and i bet i could <laughs> almost guess at least some of the drafts 
that made it in your slip. Maybe they weren't your final picks, but there are a couple in the Mount West that I think must have you intrigued. No, I mean, I think we should probably start right there. I already took Nevada to upset Cal on the road. Just the money line at plus 150. Look, it's a really interesting matchup because you have a a defensive-minded program in Cal and you have an offensive juggernaut in Nevada led by Carson Strong. They got Romeo Dubs back, Cole Turner at tight end. I mean, this is a team that can really put points points up in a hurry, and I just feel like that favors them. Now, obviously, if Cal's defense is super legit and they shut them down, that's going to be a a big indicator for maybe how dangerous that Cal team could be because they were they were pretty frisky last year. But I, I love Nevada to upset Cal in this one. At, at It was at plus 150 when I had it coming in. Um, so that's my first one. Yep. You gotta love that one. That definitely caught my eye. What else you got in this big three? I also am taking Fresno state to cover a 20 and a half point spread against Oregon. Now I think Oregon's a really good mm-hmm. football team mm-hmm. and it makes me a little bit nervous, but I love Fresno state's offense. Yeah. I think Jake Hayner is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the country. Mm-hmm. He's a tremendous athlete. He can throw on the run. He's, you know, athletic, strong arm. And they've got Ronnie Rivers at running back, one of the, the most senior running backs in the country. Very, very versatile guy. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. They've got some talent at wide receiver and Jalen Cropper. I just feel like there's an opportunity for Fresno State to hang in this one. Now, being completely honest, I had some similar vibes about Hawaii and going into that UCLA game, and that obviously burned me in a big way. So maybe take it with a grain of salt. But this Fresno State team is a, a much more complete team on both sides of the football than Hawaii. Who did they unleash hell on in week zero? UConn. They beat them 45 to zero. Right. That was a big spread. They covered that. I think they covered both first half and second half. Oregon, really interesting. Um, that defense should be stout. At least they have some potent elements, but they lost a lot of talent. It's a new quarterback. The O-line's going to have to be revamped. It's I'm big on this. It's like Cristobal's first year of having a win with truly his guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see it. Like It's always tough when a quarterback transfers out and when you're changing a lot of guys and these guys played last week. So, okay, I'm intrigued by that one as well. What else you got? I really also wanted to throw, I wanted to go three for three on Mountain West and put San Jose State to cover the 14 spread at USC. I think they have an awesome opportunity to be competitive in this game. That spread is, I don't know, if it was like 17 or 18, I'd be all over it with San Jose State. 14 makes me a little nervous just in case, you know, it's a one score game. Maybe USC pulls away late. That could kind Mm. of burn you because of that. I'm going to take Alabama to cover the 19 and a half point spread against Miami. I know we're going to talk about this game here in a little bit, but Alabama in these week one games over the last decade or so have just been devastating. I mean, think back to what they did to USC and and some of these other guys. It's just been, it's been ugly. I think Miami's interesting. You know, I want to see how healthy is King. You know, I want to see what that defense looks like post Jalen Phillips but it just feels like this Alabama offense has too many weapons and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident in a Saban scheme, especially when he has months and months to prepare for one team. 
Yeah, it's a great point. Um, it's a great point and just a hard one to stick away from right there. I, uh, it is large enough that, you know, you are a little bit hesitant if Miami gives them a game or something like that, you know, they could still lose by 17, you know, a pretty firm butt whooping, but you know, still kind of burn you in that regard. So I, I understand why some people might shy away from it, but just based on what we've seen, I have a hard time seeing this Alabama offense not executing at a high level in this first game. Yeah, that's right. I, they've changed a lot of wide receivers, but their dominance up front should be pretty consistent. I'm not totally up on Bryce Young, but I mean, the the pedigree speaks for itself. And I think the way they're able to develop and kind of get everyone in line at Bama, that's really the advantage. You know, it's almost Air Force-esque in the oh, ability really is, of, which is uh, crazy at a, you know, P5 level and to, oh, to totally. just year in, year out, be such a machine. It's crazy, but that's really how they have it structured. And yeah, Miami, on the other hand, not in that kind of situation. That's a program where they're going to have an up year. They're, they're going to lose a lot of talent to the NFL. That absolutely happened. Uh, tight end, edge rushers, um, in a banged up quarterback that relies on his athleticism. That's a massive issue against Alabama. So I'm going to take the 10 and a half point spread in that game because you're right. The history of them in those week ones are really intriguing. I too am intrigued by San Jose state, especially the first half spread. I just, I know clay Helton in these kind of games, like nothing's ever easy for SC. Um, so, so like you can count on this being way tighter than it has to be, but the game I'm really bullish on is Clemson and I'm going to buy this to Clemson minus six and a half. I really think they come in and take care of Georgia. I don't think we ever understood, um, or ever gave credit to how young and inexperienced Clemson was particularly on defense and how talented their backup quarterback is. He got some really valuable experience against Notre Dame, and I think he's going to be able to come in and roll. Um, and I, I'm also not a JT Daniels believer. And Notre Dame taking on Florida State. <clears throat> excuse me. I have a first-half spread, Notre Dame to lead by four. I mean, Florida State has just – few programs has fallen further – and uh, harder while Notre, Notre Dame stayed incredibly consistent. I just think they'll take care of business and this will get ugly in a hurry. So there you go. Notre Dame minus four uh, Clemson minus six and a half. Uh, the minus four for Notre Dame was the first half spread and Alabama first half spread minus 10 and a half. I like all those. I, I especially like the minus 10 and a half Alabama first half spread. That feels I don't want to say it's a lock, but it definitely feels like one. You could you could set it essentially to thirteen all the way to thirteen and a half, and I'd take it, right? Um I would too. Cause it just feels like a two touchdown lock. Now I, I worry about getting backdoored in the second half. And that can always happen. And that's you know, that's the that's probably the concern if you're going to take them to cover that nineteen and a half point spread is you know. What if they're up 21 and then they give up a garbage time touchdown late in the fourth quarter and then all of a sudden it's exactly. 14, you know, like there's a lot of ways that could screw you. Yeah, that I mean, there's always risk. It is uh, it is sports gambling, but 
when there's risk and they can always screw you, it's nice to have a partner that you can always trust. And that's DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in all the land um, and the official partner of the NFL, which is why new users um, can bet $200 and can get $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 or more on any football game and that $200 in a nice eight $25 free bets. Nice way to sprinkle that out and allot it. This is the last time guys. So please, please, please get in in buying down the over of Clemson, Georgia. It's basically at three points. Now that will happen. It won't be a zero zero game. Um, and so that's a lock. That's a free $25. And in the NFL, the defending Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you can get them at, what is it, plus 73. So as, yeah, long- as long as they don't lose by 74, you're getting another free 25 bucks if you max bet it. So, I mean, they're giving us 50. Ooh. Yes, that one's 50. Yep, yep, yep. So good times all around. And then new users are getting great stuff. And you use that code DMVR, you will get... Uh, they will match your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. I just don't know if what you're doing if you haven't gotten in on it yet. Must be 21 do- or older, not dollars. 21 <laughs> or older, simply. Colorado only. New customers only. Um, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Justin, we were able to get our picks out, but there's still, I mean, plenty of exciting games. For starters, San Jose State, I'm also sprinkling the money line. I'm just telling you. And again, Clay Hilton's going to kill me. Um, and I'll miss out on that. We also have some really interesting matchups in the Big Ten, where we had a phenomenal game last night with Minnesota, Ohio State. Um, And then we've got the two local programs in action tonight, Friday night. Justin's ready with his gear. I am hyped. Both should be great games. And honestly, let's start from the one that actually should be a great game and should be competitive. And that's um, the Colorado State Rams that you cover. They are taking on one of the top teams in the FCS, Justin. This line kind of all over the place. In some spots, you'll see South Dakota State as a slight favorite. Others, Colorado State as the slight home favorite. DraftKings has them at minus two and a half with the total set at 50 and a half. Um, and yeah, what? how do you see this game playing out? It's going to be a tough one, man. This is a, a brutal way for the Rams to open up the yeah. schedule. It's, yeah. it's kind of a lose-lose. Either you beat an FCS team and nobody really cares because that's what an FBS team should do. Or you lose, and, and you get mocked for losing to what's been a really good program. Yeah. We just mentioned Minnesota. You know, During that really impressive 2019 season that Minnesota had, South Dakota State almost beat them. It was a 28-21 win for Minnesota, and South Dakota State led in that game. That's incredible. So it's, you know, it kind of just gives you an, an idea of where this program is at. Yeah, Minnesota really played good. the fiesta that year. Yeah, like they, they were hanging with some of the top teams in the country. This is, you know, as Hank put it, on TDSP, everybody focuses on North Dakota State. They're kind of the FCS brand, and it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. They've been very successful. But right now, at this point in time, mm-hmm. South Dakota State is a better football team. So 
that is the type of team that is coming into Fort Collins. The Rams two and a half point favorites. I'm trying to get, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt early just because of the talent that they have, you know, Trey McBride, Dante Wright, Scott Patchen, Manny yeah. Jones, some of these guys, yeah. you, you should hopefully get the difference there. David Bailey as well. Boston college transfer running back. I just, I'm nervous. You know, I'm about as nervous as I've been for a, for an opener in a while. It feels like it's a Rocky mountain showdown or something. And it's freaking South Dakota state. It's um, it really is. Uh, would you say if you're a Rams backer that the play would be maybe Rams money line and parlaying the under as if the Rams win, you think it's more ground control possession, heavy, um, I'd, Both I'd, of these teams want to run the football. So you, you, yeah. if okay. they're doing what they want, this should be a game that moves at a decent pace. So that could limit the scoring. It's just tough in a college football game to take an under at only 50 and a half is, is always a yeah. gamble. Cause yeah. we know, especially late in games again, you could get screwed there, but I think you're spot on. I think if you're going to put money on them, if you're going to pull out the value, it, it's probably parlaying the under with the money line just because that's that's the most likely way I would see CSU winning this one. Very interesting. And uh, one more piece of data to note on this one. the From what I see, the um, 70% of the bets are being placed on the Rams, and that's against the spread. However, 63% of the money there is going on San Diego State. So heavy money. Um uh, on San Diego State, 36% of the bets, but that accounting for 63% of the money. So that's, take that for what you will. I've I've tried to analyze this and find uh, ways to follow that, and it can kind of go either way. Buffs against North Carolina. Uh, no, uh, yes. Northern Colorado. Northern Colorado, thank yeah. you. Um, we have 51% of the bets on the bears Ed McCaffrey's bears, but that's 86% of the money. So, and I know you and I have talked privately. So uh, everyone kind of in agreement, this massive spread probably shouldn't be maintained. Like you should lean on Northern Colorado here. I like the, I like the odds of it hitting. I mean, obviously if CU just goes out and, beats them, you know, 50 to zero or something like that, yeah. then it is what it is. You just kind of take your lumps. But my, my evaluation of Carl Durrell is he does not seem like the type of guy that would want to run it up on a, a small school, especially a local one. And I'm, I'm sure he has some type of relationship with Ed McCaffrey because of his NFL ties. Like right. it kind of feels like one of those handshake type games where they're like, you want to know what we're going to do our thing. We're going to get a big lead. And then they'll just kind of coast. And because of that, I feel pretty decent. And, you know, the fact that UNC, they've got a Michigan transfer at, at quarterback and, you know, Dylan McCaffrey didn't play super well there, but he got a ton of reps. And so, you know, I don't see him going into this game scared of the moment or anything like that. Like, I, I almost it's feel like point. it's a great opportunity for him. He's back in Colorado. I'm sure they're, they're going to have a ton of family and friends there, like, I, I like the bears to cover a 38 point spread. If it was 28, I'd probably be pretty nervous, but I mean, a 40 point win would, would be pretty massive. And we got to remember this is a starting quarterback for the buffs who doesn't have much experience. I mean, he played a little bit in that bowl game, but it's kind of a prove it game for Brendan Lewis. 
And short of that Fresno Yukon game in week zero, so far, no one's really cleared that 40 point threshold. Like I was leaning ASU against Southern Utah. So there you go. Southern Utah. Um, then they didn't cover like the 44 point spread. So yeah, just in general, it's in bad lines... taste. You know, when you're an FBS team and you're hosting and you get up big like yeah. that, like, Everyone knows you're going to win most of the time. Obviously it's a different conversation with the CSU uh, South Dakota state matchup, but sure. You know, it's, it's just one of those where it's like, you know, you kind of want to have some class with it. You want to win big and you want to prove that you're, you know, you're significantly more talented, but especially with an in-state situation, like I just have a hard time seeing you go up there and and trying to throw 65 on the board or something like that. I mean that this is a great way to use the unwritten rules to your advantage you know a little yeah, politeness I mean, this stuff all you, matters you recently met carl Durrell. you were very impressed uh he's a good guy man and yeah. as a csu guy it bugged me how much i liked him i was like yeah. man i'd okay. find myself rooting for this guy to succeed <laughs> just because he was so nice to me um let's jump to the big 10 where we've teased this um and we've got Indiana, Iowa, a really interesting matchup. The Hoosiers, obviously one of the great stories in college football last year as they um, made it into the top 10 and um, Iowa always tough. And this is in Iowa, which is a, but the spread set at four here and um, pretty evenly bet right here with a slightly more, leaning on the bet percentage towards Iowa, but uh, money essentially even. And I would lead Indiana to just keep this close. Maybe, maybe even the plus three first half spread. What are your thoughts on this? I think I would feel a lot better about this game if it was in Indiana and not in yeah, Iowa, just fair. given the home field advantage that they yep. have here. Yep. The other thing that worries me a little bit about Iowa, they do, they had to replace a lot of talent in the trenches. They had to, replaced quite a few starters. You know, I've CSU is going to Iowa this year, so I've really dug into him. But this is an offense that's coming off of, you know, a, a year in which they scored like 30 points a game, I think. I mean, it's not kind of those Iowas of old that won every game, you know, 17-13. Like, they're trying to get a little bit more explosive because I think they're trying to contend with the Ohio States of the world. We don't know what Indiana's offense is going to look like. You know, how healthy is Freifogel? How healthy is Michael Penix Jr.? It just makes me a little nervous early in the season. I, I have faith in those guys. It's just tough that they can't get a warm-up game under their belts before having to go and face a team like Iowa on the road. So I think I'd probably lean Iowa, but in my heart, I think I'd rather see Indiana do well because they were America's sweetheart last year, and I want that story to continue. Yeah, they are very easy to root for, um, and that offense is fun, but how their guys are coming back from injuries really my biggest question and then i mean you're right and the home field's huge the home field's just huge another home i want to take indiana so bad i just think the home field tips it there yeah no i think you're right and you're right they can put a little more distance on you than the old iowa's like 17-3 is where that spread set but we, They're more like a 30 to 10 team these yeah, days. Yeah, we could lean that other yeah. way. Um, another great home field and another team that's kind of becoming more of a 30 to 10 
type of squad as Wisconsin with Penn State coming in to Madison and uh, on Wisconsin favored here. Oh, I thought that one was in the bet slip. What five and a half. And the spread set at 50 here too. Or the total, sorry. Man. Yeah. I thought that might be a little steep. You know, I could see this being a pretty close game, but I have a lot of faith in this Wisconsin team. I mean, in our couple weeks ago, we did our way too early college football playoff picks on the draft pod. And I actually took Wisconsin over Ohio state, just trying to shake some things up. It's the preseason might as well have a little bit of fun with it, but obviously they're going to be really dependent on Graham Mertz taking his game to the next level. And they looked pretty good in a couple of games last year and they looked pretty awful in a couple of games last year. So I, I don't know. I'm, I have big faith in the Badgers kind of rebounding well. So I guess I'm pretty comfortable with them covering that spread at home, but this is a Penn state team that I probably have more questions about than answers. You know, it's just like, I, yeah. I really have a hard time projecting how competitive they're actually going to be. I know. And there have been times where I've liked quarterback Sean Clifford for the Nittany lines. The other thing is like, Oddly enough, with all that happened earlier in the decade, Penn State had been on an upward trajectory for like seven years, just improving year after year, O'Brien Franklin. Um, And last year is really the first year where that stopped, and we actually saw some major regression. Um, And, you know, Clifford's at the center of that. They've lost a lot of talent. I don't know. And yet I believe in Franklin and I kind of believe in, in, in Clifford too. But I think at the end of the day, Wisconsin's just going to be better on both sides of the ball, uh, more consistent. And you've got home field, man. I just have faith in that Wisconsin yeah. line. You know, they're going to lean on the yeah. ground game. They're going to try and can dictate the tempo. They're going to try and bully you around with their defense. It's a, just a recipe that's worked for them, you know, for so long. And, Really, other than Ohio State, they haven't had any issues beating any of these other teams consistently over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's really true. Um, your thoughts on Clemson, Georgia, as we close this out? I gave my pick. I think Clemson's going to really... I'm all in on it. Clemson. Yeah. I'm as confident as you are. When we were talking on the draft pod, uh, Henry and Jake actually both picked Georgia, and it very, it very mm. much surprised me. I think Georgia's a great team, but oh, yeah. I'm just not a JT Daniels believer. And as much as I think Kirby smart is a defensive genius, I just, I don't think they have what it takes offensively to keep up with Alabama or Clemson. I think Ukulele is going to roll this year and much like Dre, uh, I got a a little bit of cash on Ukulele to win Heisman. So I'm, I'm all in on Clemson. That is my favorite future. Yeah. uh, That defense is going to be really good for Georgia it's going to be a great game. Like I don't expect Clemson to roll or anything like that. I just, if it's a tight game, then I'm going to lean on which coach do I trust more? And that's Dabo and which quarterback do I trust more? And that's DJ. And so if I'm going to put my money, then I'm going to put it on them. When in doubt tight games, I mean, at least tight going into the spread. That's, that's the, that's the winning combo, Justin. And um, make it ugly, make it a little ugly early. Like these two D lines are going to feast because they're just, they're just studs you got studs that area of the country your program of the magnitude clemson and georgia are you're just raking in studs plain and simple 
God, it must great be game for both these programs, though, because I mean, other than obviously, if you lose it, it makes your margin for air much thinner for the rest of the season. Yeah, but it's obvious. It's also just one of those losses that as if you take care of business throughout the rest of the season, that's not going to be the one that hurts you. If anything, right. like a close loss to Clemson for Georgia is probably better than them beating the brakes off of some nobody week one. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. what does that do for anybody? Absolutely. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, I cannot wait to have it all. It starts tonight with Buffs and Rams. Check out all of his coverage, Justin's coverage on DMVR Rams. It's going to be wire-to-wire stuff. And yeah, best of luck on all your bets. Justin, have a great weekend. Thanks for popping on, buddy. And we'll be back on Monday. Or actually oh, Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday. Enjoy your Labor three-day day. weekend. Got to enjoy the yeah. holiday, yeah. That's right. So yeah, best of luck.